those other podcasts try to sell you items you definitely do not need. And that's why you need to try Blue Chew Gum, because if you're not stiff, you're not living the life. We're only here to provide you with the best in podcasting entertainment. I'm already stiff from the chairs we sit in here at TMB Studios. Hey, can we get a new chair? No! TMB Studios. It's what you want. Live from the TMB Studios, you are locked in to the Chris Dickens Experience. Well, what's going on, World Wide Web? It's Chris Dickens once again, and you are listening to the Chris Dickens Experience, the only podcast where you get to hear my opinions as well as the opinions of others who are the guest hosts each and every week. And no different this week, last week we had L.A. Smooth. This week, we've got a man who is synonymous right now with CSRA Wrestling. You've probably seen him at IWE. You've probably seen him posting on the web right now about not happy with no sports. Josh Fields is in the house. Josh, how's it going, man? Well, without sports, I'm about 30 seconds from going insane. But besides that, I'm doing well. How about yourself? I can't complain, but I have to agree with you. Uh, no sports really, really sucks. Uh, actually, not having much of anything to do really sucks. Uh, there's no local wrestling going on. Um, I know IWE uh, was supposed to have a big show uh, last month, and um, that got uh, ixnayed and um, you know pushed back a bit. But this this whole situation's crazy. But this is to this is to have fun and to enjoy ourselves and. And hopefully kind of get our minds off of things a bit. So uh, uh, basically the, the premise of the show, you, you talk about some subjects, throw it out there to me. I'll throw my uh, personal opinions on it and then we can discuss it. So forth and so on. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Well, as you know, I'm the king of the memes on Facebook. So I'll go ahead and start with, with one. How okay. about uh, the good old Tiger King? Tiger King. Wow. Uh <laughs> Uh, the internet's going to kill me. I have not had a chance to watch Tiger King yet. Um, <laughs> how dare you? How dare I? Wow, um, this is the first that I, I actually don't have any responses. Uh, I, I've seen the memes. Um, I, I've seen the backstory uh, about the actual uh, the Tiger Reserve in uh, Florida, but I, I haven't got a chance to see the show. So, yeah, um, I'm about to be crucified all over the place, and you're probably going to be the one to start it. So. Oh, man, it, it was the craziest thing. It was like like two days before like all this craziness went down, I started, uh-huh. wa- I started watching it because I was like, what is this nonsense on Netflix? And, and then, uh, then seven hours later, I was shaking my head that I'd wasted uh, half my day. And... <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it's you, you, you won't you won't just watch one episode, man. It's a you're either going to absolutely love it or absolutely hate it. It's going to be one or the other. It's a it's a uh, definite train wreck. Well, I know for a fact that uh, I've seen a lot of people that we know personally have been posting about Tiger King, and uh, <laughs> I mean, I need to watch it. I really do. Uh, that's just. In a nutshell, like I said, I just hung myself for the for everybody to just take jabs at. So, 
Uh, yeah, I, I can see my inbox filling up right now. What is wrong with you? Why haven't you watched Tiger King? It, it kind of reminds me when I, uh, I started working at Cracker Barrel and all my uh, co-workers were telling me about uh, Step Brothers, and I told them I hadn't seen it yet, and they all beat me down. <laughs> so I'm going to get the same thing on this. Okay, but yeah, I'm def- definitely going to have to check it out. Oh yeah, it's it's uh it's pretty wretched. But now I'm gonna go back to wrestling just for a minute. All right. Well, what are your thoughts on the empty arena events they're holding? On uh, which promotion? All of them, or just a- uh either or? Well, I think uh, all elite wrestling is doing a really good job with it um, because they are following the guidelines that were set in place by the CDC. Uh, There is social distancing in there, but you have a semblance of a crowd with the wrestlers there. And I I think they really did a good job. And I was actually quite entertained this past Wednesday when I got to see one of our local boys, uh, Sugar D, on there facing off against Sammy Guevara and did an amazing job there. Um, Mr. Pineapple Pete himself. (laughs) Um, As far as WWE is concerned... Um, I mean, everybody has a, their own opinions, um, but I, I don't think that the Performance Center is, I don't think they're doing quite as well. Uh, it just seems awkward with the silence and, and them actually um, catering to a crowd that isn't there. Some of the talent actually has an understanding of what's going on, like New Day with their introduction of, oh, everyone at home or, you know, The Miz and John Morrison poking fun and uh, making jabs at it. Even Daniel Bryan doing the yes thing and uh, whoever he's walking out was like, why are you doing that? And he just shakes his head and keeps doing it. Uh, that's an understanding of what you got going on. Now, when it comes down to, you know, say, for example, WrestleMania where they had the Boneyard match and then the Firefly Funhouse match, and even with this new announcement now with uh, the Money in the Bank being a climb up the corporate ladder deal at uh, WWE headquarters, um, that gives them a chance to think outside the box in some degree. And, you know, it was the Boneyard match was very entertaining. Um, the Firefly Funhouse match was a mind warp, to say the least. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, seeing John Cena come out in NWO gear was a, a complete, um, I, I thought I was high on acid. <laughs> and, uh, just, yeah, that, that was my exact, you know, it, and I felt bad for that, uh, the match afterwards, the Lesnar McIntyre, because I was just trying to get my mind wrapped about what I just saw and, you know, it was over with that next match. So I was like, what the world? Everyone, was, everyone in the world and Titus O'Neil all at the same time. Yeah, it was like, I was trying to wrap my head like, huh? And you know that thing lasted 20 minutes and it seemed like it lasted five? Yeah. It was crazy. So much as a match as it was a trip down memory lane, so to speak. Um, Maybe like no more than three moves were done in the entire uh, segment. So uh, I couldn't call it a match. I'd call it more like a small movie package. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, but, I mean, that gave them a chance. They're thinking outside the box. Um, You know, this is the moment where WWE, instead of actually writing out everything, they're allowing their talent to actually 
go off the script a little bit with these uh, promos that they're cutting. So we're getting some stellar promo work. Like we had stellar promo work from uh, AJ Styles and The Undertaker uh, uh, before their match. So in a sense, it's kind of reigniting what made wrestling fun and entertaining. Um, but in a way, still, like I said, AEW's got it on point with letting the talent out there, uh, being the fans. WWE, on the other hand, uh, they they still haven't caught on to that concept. Uh, it's just an awkward silence when promos are happening and matches are happening. It's just it's it just comes off as weird. Um, yeah. But let me let me flip the script. I know I'm not supposed to do this too often, but let me flip the script and ask uh, your opinion. Um, about something because I, I know what my opinion is on it. Um, from a business standpoint, I understood it. But what are your thoughts about uh, the recently announced releases in WWE? Uh, it's the economic situation we're in. I mean, yeah. you, you got to. I mean, you know, it, I, I, unfortunately, it's what I think is a signs of the times that we're going to have to deal with coming up. Um, I know that wwe was just i mean you gotta think i mean i'm sure that i'm sure they had money or insurance covering the uh wrestlemania event but Mm -hmm. they just lost a ton of money from wrestlemania and and you know they're a business i mean they have you know that you know they're a publicly traded company so i mean the bottom line is they're a business you know as fans we don't want to think that in our head but logically they're a business i mean i hate it for the people that were released but because there's nowhere for them to work now and you know everybody's thinking well aew should sign all these guys they're not they can't afford to sign all these guys right now Mm -mm. you know i mean they're losing money i mean you know i know they don't do house shows and stuff like that but they're still losing money for their monday night show right and here's the thing the con family even though you know they they're up there in money with uh, Vince McMahon and the and the likes of whatnot, most of the stuff that they deal with the sports in general too, like uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they aren't playing, uh, and, and there's no sports going on right now. So anything that and there's no uh, entertainment going on anywhere. There's no concerts. There's no none of that. So their entertainment venues aren't getting any use and getting any revenue. So that it, it goes the same with them. They have to be careful with their uh, bottom line as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, and, and I hate to say this because, you know, we're all fans, but we don't, a lot of times when we have our fan glasses on and don't realize, you know, that these places are businesses, I mean, it's just like any other sports. I mean, there's, I mean, I was, you know, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day. You know, if the NFL is charging these, ticket prices that they've always charged before mm-hmm. who's gonna who's gonna be able to afford to go to these games no one and they're gonna lose a ton of income from from attendance concession sales the whole nine yards i mean there's gonna there's gonna have to be a minimum uh, uh not a medium a median set up between you know <laughs> i mean they're gonna they're gonna take a loss but it's just how big of a loss do you want to take well i know that that, that you know the Trump administration has been talking about bringing sports back to the good old days where they would film it and put it on television and and slowly trickle in you know uh, fans to attend and work and progress back to that b- 
big live audience that we're used to nowadays. So, you know, if we can get to that point, I know ad revenue would be one of the things that they could generate and make money, but you can't just live off ad revenue alone. It's, it's, you've got to have merchandise sales. You've got to have ticket sales, you know, and these big arenas and everything, they've got to have, you know, the concession sales and stuff like that in order to survive as well. So it, it's going to be a rough way of getting back to the norm, but I mean, I, I'm I'm looking forward to trying to get back to normal. Trust me when I say that, and I know you are too, because I know you've got to you've got to have your sports. You've been losing your mind. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, it's I never really realized how bad of an addiction I had until till this hit. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. What do I do? <laughs> yeah. Folks, if you if you do not have Josh Fields on your Facebook, and a lot of our listeners are people that know you, uh, the ones that don't, though, um, just about every, like, hour, <laughs> he's posting yeah. about how much he's missing sports. Um, so, uh, and reruns don't cure the itch. Trust me on that. It doesn't. I mean, once you've lived through one moment, that. You've got to see something new. You've got to see something exciting and unexpected. Um, well, it was funny. It was funny. My my wife's like, "Why don't you just?" They're showing these reruns. I'm like, "I already know who won." Yeah, like they got the um, I think ninety four or ninety four or ninety six Brave season. They're replaying right now, and I'm like, "I watched that already." I, yeah. I, I, why would I want to relive that? I already saw it. I yeah, know but... what happened each game. So, yeah, it's, it's been just, pretty rough. Yeah, it's been a rough patch. It's been a rough ride, but um, you know, we'll all come out on the other side, and I think that everything will be a little bit different on that other side. But I think it'll be for the better, in a sense. Um, one person posted about uh the way wrestling is right now, um, on the indie scene, and I, I do want to get your thoughts on this. That when the ban is lifted, when the ordinances are lifted, that the independent wrestling scene is not going to be the same as it once was. And everybody's going to be on the same playing field, whether it be promotion or wrestling talent or what have you. Do you believe in that? I absolutely do believe that we've hit a reset button. Um, you know, I think everybody is taking their hits and that everyone is going to, I, I'm trying to best way to phrase this without sounding completely stupid, but um, I, I think it's going to the uh, the haves and the have have nots are going to be right on the same playing field, mm-hmm. and that you're going to be able. There's going to be such a deep pool for talent that you can draw from, that that you're going to be able to uh, create shows that haven't been there before, and I think that with everyone having a, a thirst for to get out of the house and go do something, I believe that I believe that viral and and us are going to have our biggest attendance shows probably ever when we come out of this deal. Because yeah. people just want to want to uh you know come out and you know just do something. So I I actually don't think it's the doomsday that everybody thinks thinks it's going to be, but I do think we're all on the same playing field. Is we we're all we're all start starting from ground zero. We're not we're uh, we're all going to start our organizations over again, pretty much. Yeah, and I can see that happening. Um, 
you know, like, like Viral Pro was supposed to have a show um, recently, and they, they pushed that out. And they were actually able to pay all the talent through donations from the fans, which is, you know, unprecedented. And, you know, like you said, um, IWE was supposed to have an event last month. It got pushed back. Uh, all the talent that I, you know, I'm friends with on Facebook through all my years of uh, being in the business and getting to know these individuals, all the boys and all the girls that, are, you know, go and work these shows, they all say the same thing. They want to get out and work. And uh, all the fans that come out, they want to come out and watch. So you're absolutely right. The attendance is going to blow up through the roof. And the clamoring just to get on a show is going to be unprecedented. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, I mean, it used to be, I think, when for the last couple, well, I've only been in it for a year, so I can't really, you know, say last couple of years. But when you're trying to search for talent to put on a show, I think the talent's going to search for you. Oh, and, yeah. and that, and you're going to have options to put. You know, A, B, and C, not not to buy, go get in the weeds with the wrestling, but, you know, you're going you're gonna to have the opportunity to put on the show you want to put on and, instead of worrying about, you know, if we'll be able to get this person or get that person. Uh, I believe I believe that's not going to be an issue for the first couple of months anyway. Yeah, I agree with that. So uh, go ahead and move off of uh, me throwing things at you. Go ahead and hit me with another one, my man. Uh, what else you got for me? So what what sport do you think will be the first one to come back? Honestly, I do believe that we will see baseball. Um, and the reason I say that is because it is America's pastime. It is the one thing, besides football itself, that everybody migrates to and everybody pays attention to. Baseball and football are the top two sports uh, in America, basketball uh, comes in at a, a rough third, but I, I would say baseball and football are right up there. And I do believe baseball will be the one that comes back because, uh, quite frankly, it's probably one of the easiest to pull off uh, with a empty arena show. Um, and, you know, it just it I don't know. It just screams America to me for some reason. It screams out. This is what we're going to to strive for to get back to the normal and we're going to throw baseball to you because everybody knows it. Everybody loves it. It was one of the first televised sports, if I'm not mistaken. Um, don't quote me on that historical uh, bit. <laughs> I don't have anything to go by, but um, I don't know. It just feels natural to say baseball, you know, because everybody calls it America's pastime and, I, I guess that's how I'd feel. What, what would you feel would be the sport to come back first? I think they're going to try to uh, start golf first because, you know, like you say, you can actually, you don't really need anybody in the audience mm -hmm. to, to throw a golf tournament on. Um, and you can put it on TV. And I think it's either going to be between golf or baseball because I think, I think baseball is actually going to do something crazy. I think they're going to try to do that. The the leagues in Arizona for like putting them in like one, I believe where they do the spring training games or whatever uh -huh. and try to, and try to quarantine them there, like keep them there. But I mean, I don't know. It's just, there's so many wild, wild scenarios that, that could happen. It's just, 
it is some crazy times we're living in, man. This is some crazy it stuff. Really um, like Dana White talking about having an island for UFC. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what? Are you crazy? But, yeah. I mean. Come to find out he's actually going to, he was actually trying to put it on on uh, Indian Preserve uh, at one of their uh, casinos, I believe it was. Um, so yeah. they they could have the shows there. And finally, it's like, you know, we're not doing it. Never mind. But the, the well, see, and that's a. And that's another thing that, that, that I've been hearing is that UFC and boxing is actually going to use the performance center down at WWE to, well, to do their shows. It's funny that we come across the WWE again. And, and you know, I, I know my thoughts on this. They got listed as an essential business in the state of Florida, which, you know, allows them to put on these shows. And does that mean that any sport that comes through there, uh, whether it be boxing or MMA, or, or that could utilize that performance center, would they be considered essential as well? It's it's strange. Because they even said, um, the, the governor of Florida even made a statement that if NASCAR could put on races without having any fans in attendance and just tape it, it would be considered essential. So... Maybe Florida would be the mecca for everything. And, I mean, it's a. I mean, when you try to wrap your head around all this stuff, it's just like, you know, it was like, man, can I just go back to like being able to like go to the store and you know get exactly. my hair, get my hair cut. That that that's what I need right now. I need a haircut. <laughs> I, I cut myself, and the funny thing is, is I've had a lot of at home training doing that through the years, so. It wasn't that big of a deal, but when I looked at it, I'm like, man, I wish I would have been able to go to, a party, <laughs> you know. Yeah, don't we all? Don't we all? We're all, we're all, we're all struggling with that right now. As they say in all the adverts, we're in this together. Yep. <laughs> and every time I that, I'm sitting at Cracker Barrel, and because I'm a manager at Cracker Barrel, the rest of my staff has been um, furloughed, laid off. And the managers are running the ship. We're doing everything. And I hear that. It's, we're in this together. I'm like, then why aren't you in here helping me out, bag up the sword, <laughs> take it out? Come no on, kidding. So, but, so here, I'll, I'll throw this question out to you. This is as far as like uh, fast food chains and uh, corporate restaurants, how big of a hit are they taking right now? Ooh, um, well... I'll go ahead and, um, you know. You don't have to mention here. yours, just like in general. Oh, well, well, I mean, if if you're looking at fast food restaurants, they're not taking too big of a hit because their main business model is takeout. You know, like your McDonald's, your Burger King's, your Hardee's, you know, so forth and so on. And even Chick-fil-A, who's the king of getting people in and out of the place faster than a speeding bullet. They're doing tremendous business right now. And the ones that are hurting the most are the ones who are your sit-down restaurants uh, that rely on business to sit, like Applebee's and um, World of Beer. Uh, any bar and grill, uh, they hurt right now. I've got uh, buddies in South Carolina right now who are having to revamp their business model just to reopen their business because they were a bar first and they had a little, you know, kitchen where they would cook bar food now they can't do anything they can sell beer and um i, I guess wine 
and people can take it with them, but you're not going to make money off that. So they're coming up with a business model to have an actual takeout menu to where they can actually get some funds and get the place open back up again under a different, uh, different, I guess you could say uh, category instead of being a bar and it'd be a, you know, a bar and grill, but places like that, that have to sit down and they rely on heavy traffic in the building and out the building, they're taking it the worst. And, um, I've noticed a lot of corporations, uh, in the restaurant business are having to lay off, uh, staff. They're laying off management, uh, the upper management, uh, board of directors, whatever have you are taking pay cuts. You know, the, the usual business when it comes to anything to this degree, as we talked about with WWE, it's just the nature of the beast. Uh, it's a business and they've got to find a way to save money to keep themselves in business. So when this thing finally pans out, they have a business to come back to. Uh, and, you know, your your regular guest has something to come back to instead of saying, you know, Applebee's, they keep doing what they're doing, and the next thing you know, they're losing money hand over fist, and by the time this is over, Applebee's is done. Um, so it, in a sense, you know, the fast food model is going to thrive in this environment. They're going to not go anywhere. They're going to be exactly where they were before this pandemic hit. They're going to be in the same place after this pandemic's over. It's the ones that were the sit-down model, the ones where you go out with friends, have a drink, get something to eat, and just enjoy company uh, and the atmosphere. That's the ones that we really got to look out for. They're they're the ones that are struggling the most right now, in my personal beliefs. Yeah. Well, my my biggest regret is right now I didn't know about Zoom, and I couldn't uh, invest in their stock portfolio before this (laughs) pandemic hit. You know, it's funny. That, that you bring up Zoom, um, because right now, besides Skype, which is what we're actually using to record this episode, <laughs> um, besides Skype, it is the most widely utilized right now, and, and I agree with you. I wish I would have known about Zoom, because, my God, we could be rolling in dough when this is over. No kidding. It's like... But all the schools are using it and all the businesses or corporations are using it to hold business. And I'm like, why did I not invest in that even, company? <laughs> even television production is utilizing Zoom and they're utilizing Skype. Um, when they have talk shows, uh, WWE Backstage is utilizing it. It's just crazy uh, to think that we are now in a society where... One time before, doing video chat and whatnot uh, was looked at as just some sort of online presence, and that's the only place you find it. Now, you find it everywhere. It, it originally was just used to chit-chat with your friends. Now it's utilized for everything, from from yes, television man. production to, yeah, like you said, schools to business meetings, the whole have you. It's just – it's insane to wrap your head around and it, it's the way of the world now. Yeah, and, and and that's the crazy part is that it's with the snap of a finger in less than a month and a half, the entire world flipped upside down and changed. Everything is different. Everything is whacked. It's like you walk through the internet doorway and 
all of a sudden that's the real world. Like what in the world just happened here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and that's and that's where I'm where I where I'm telling everybody that I'm real when we start back up, like the the way we live our lives. I, I'm very interested to see the which way it goes because you know and you know in in my situation we were working you know every other day and on my every other day i was bored to tears trying to find something to do you know right and, <laughs> it was like it happened with me because at one moment i'm sitting there and i'm delegating to a staff of 120 to 130 people the next minute i'm the staff <laughs> and there's only five right. I'm like, oh, my God, the world changed. And then going to a store is different. Some stores require you to wear a mask or or then you're seeing people in stores wearing masks and gloves. And you're like, what are you doing? Um, One of the one of the weirdest stories I had happened to me today, actually, is I, I went to a store and I went to use the restroom and I saw a gentleman there with his mask and gloves using the restroom. And when he left, hmm. He didn't wash his hands. He didn't take off his gloves. He didn't do none of the sort. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to wash my hands twice just because he did that. That's just insane. <laughs> and it just blows my mind. I'm looking around and I'm seeing all this craziness. And everybody's like, you don't want to catch the corona. You don't want to get COVID-19. Well, buddy, you're wearing the same gloves you wore from the fresh market over to the Arby's. And then you went to the gas station and you touched the pump with that. And then you probably played with yourself after that. And you're still wearing the same gloves when you go home. So guess what? You brought every single germ and bacteria and what have you on those same gloves, touch every surface, and you just spread God knows what, probably worse than uh, COVID-19. So thank you for that. <laughs> I mean, well, it doesn't make any sense. The, the the CDC put out the guidelines, wash your hands, pro- practice social distancing, at least uh, two arm lengths apart. It's not rocket science. But yeah, the, to these people, it, it's not even simple basic math. It's more like common core. <laughs> Oh, he don't get me started. You, you know, my, you know, my views on this. If you see my social media page anyway, the so here comes my next question. Did we overblow this matter? Ooh, this one is going to make Chris Wiggins smile. <laughs> um, I do believe that. Yes, this has been blown out of proportion. Um. Let's look at the facts, okay? Uh, this this whole thing started in Wuhan, China, uh, supposedly at a wet market, okay? And, you know, we see how they handled it. Yes, it was a pandemic over there. Um, do I feel like we were prepared enough for it? No. But do I feel like this has been blown up to the point of where it's caused mass hysteria? Absolutely. And I feel that the press is the ones who push this to the moon. And and it's still being pushed to the moon. Um, Because even now, we have, you know, people in the White House, part of this whole COVID-19 task force, admitting that they are labeling deaths regardless of what they are. If they are positive for COVID-19 or even showing symptoms of COVID-19, they're listed as a COVID-19 death regardless of what they died from. 
They could die from a heart attack. They could die from uh, anything, for that matter. Their their brain could go dead. They get hit by a truck. Oh, you tested positive for COVID nineteen. List them as a COVID nineteen death. That's blowing those numbers up extravagantly. That's why the United States is one of the highest in uh, COVID-19 cases and deaths as far as it goes in the entire world because we are inflating those numbers. And every time the media goes on and talks about this pandemic, they just add more and more fuel to the fire. And everybody, and, and you know, not, not saying like me and you and people we know are like this, but a lot of the um, population are sheep. They're going to lose their mind and they're going to go into panic mode. That's why whenever we found out it's upper respiratory disease, it's going to affect our upper respiratory system. Buy plenty of toilet paper just so you don't crap yourself. That's what caused that. It caused the mass hysteria. Now nobody can find toilet paper. Now nobody can find um, hand sanitizer. We're having to make hand sanitizer now. You can't find any kind of Lysol product anywhere. They lost their minds because the media pushed this to the moon saying that this is this is going to be a pandemic killer. It's going to kill anybody who comes in contact with it. And that's not even the case. It's been proven that a lot of people are asymptomatic. They don't show signs of having it. And a lot of us, it doesn't even affect us. It's more like having a small cold or a flu. Uh, or a mild flu, and then we're over it. We're done with it. The ones that had to worry about it were the elderly and those with underlying health issues. I myself have asthma, and I walk out without a mask. I wash my hands consistently. I don't have any issues. I, I'm pretty freaking healthy for the most part. Do I know if I got COVID-19? No. Have I tested for it? No. Do I want to test for it? No, because I feel like the the population itself, just like we did with SARS, just like we did with uh, every other viral infection that's come through the pipeline, we develop an immunity to it. And even um, I saw this online on a medical page. Um, There's actually a medical person who, who studies viruses for a living said that one of the things that could have happened is if we would have just let it run its course and just, you know, kept our elderly and those with underlying health issues, yes, stay at home, practice uh, social distancing and whatnot. We could have developed herd immunity within two weeks. We could have been past this. The whole population would have had an immunity to this already. We would have had enough antibodies. We could have developed a vaccine. We would have been good. But instead, we caused mass hysteria. Now we got people threatening other people because they feel like, oh, you're not staying at home. Oh, you're going to spread the virus to everybody and cause everybody to die. And I see posts on Facebook when people talk about reopening the economy, like, how many bodies do you want to bury? There's less deaths than this than there are with the flu or any other disease, or even for that matter, just like everyday violence or everyday occurrences. More people die in car wrecks than have died with the, the COVID-19 disease. So I do feel like it's been pushed to the moon. I do feel like that there's an underlying issue with inflating those numbers, and I do feel like that everybody just needs to, excuse my language, but this is uh, the Chris Dickens experience, calm the fuck down. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Jesus. That, I, I've been saying that for weeks, but, you know, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, you know, I mean, the, I mean, at first it was like, 
here we go. And then it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And, and the numbers just didn't add up to the hysteria that we was pushing. And mm-hmm. I was, and I was saying the same thing. I was like, if this up for respiratory, why are we running to go buy toilet paper? <laughs> I was like, you know, I mean, it's just, I mean, the common sense of this world has just gone to hell in a handbasket. It really? was like, it was like, you know, these numbers, these numbers. And I'm like, but these numbers, when you compare it to heart disease, cancer, any other, you know, disease, it, it's a drop in the bucket. But mm-hmm. it's social media. It's the it, and social media and the media pushed and pushed and pushed. I mean, just like you said, um, I, if you read the, uh, I guess, the bottom line of, you know, the, uh, the uh, COVID-19 deaths. Or it says may the the reason that this death may possibly have been caused by COVID nineteen. Not that you know that's in the little I guess the little fine print of the CDC now. But you know we never heard from that tiger that had coronavirus or the uh, dead person that caused the coronavirus either. So you know, that's just. <laughs> Dead hey, there were actual news stories now. I'm not making this up. <laughs> yeah, I saw both of them. When I saw the one about the tiger, and then everybody started reporting that cats are susceptible to COVID-19. Oh, okay. Jesus. And then uh, a dead body, uh, I think it was India, uh, a dead body passed COVID-19 to um, an examiner. Well, right. Duh, he's handling body fluids if the patient did have COVID-19 and died. That infection still in his system. It's like they didn't get any other infection while handling a dead body. Once again, common sense. It's but. crazy. And you're right. Social media blew this up. And it goes back to that line you said earlier. It's the times we're living in. Uh, this wouldn't have been so bad back in the day. We would have heard about it and everybody would have been like, I ain't worried about it that much. But no, we have access to social media. Everybody has their own personal opinions. Which not saying nobody shouldn't, but everybody throws their own opinion out about everything. And then you got different sources throwing different things out there, making it sound worse than what it is, and it just blows it out of proportion. And the next thing you know, everybody's buying toilet paper and hand sanitizer instead of soap and shampoo. Yeah, it's just this yeah, I mean, and it was like my mom and dad, they're they're over seventy and and you know, they stayed home, but like my normal life hasn't changed except that they took sports from me. But, you know, that's, you know, I still go doing what I'm supposed to do now. I mean, it's just, you know, just live your life and, you know, be smart. But Right, and I find find it really funny that the same people who are all upset and up in arms and screaming and holler, we need to protect ourselves, let's buy all the toilet paper out, let's do this to do that. As soon as these stimulus checks come out, they're all out in public. They're all, you know, close together. There's no social distancing, but they're still wearing those masks and gloves, though. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the the Kroger over here by my house. Um, Friday night, I should stop in there to get something, and it was packed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if we're in a if we're in an epidemic, should should we all like? But God forbid we have a uh, a wrestling match though, where there's going to be 200 people, but. Yeah, that that uh, don't maybe get on my soapbox and start screaming. <laughs> <laughs> or, or heaven forbid, everybody sits inside of a restaurant and maybe be like, 
10 or 15 people in there, maybe 20 people at a time. Right. Yeah, yeah. it's just, I mean, it. I, I really think that all this is was generated by the media. Mm-hmm. And and there's far, far too many people that sit at home and watch the news and think it's the gospel. Oh, and yeah. and and fails to realize no matter which channel you have that they have an agenda and and they wanted to contribute to fear porn is what i call it and, yes and and there we, and here we are where the whole world is shut down because of people not using common sense and we're the laughing stock of the world the united states right now is the laughing stock of the entire world because of the way we acted about this Oh, yeah. I mean, and when uh, Rudy Gobert got tested positive for the coronavirus, I told my wife that night, I said, sports is done and watch it. And I was right. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, one person gets it. We shut down the whole the whole industry. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just people just use common sense and don't be stupid. <laughs> that's that's that, that's my uh, that's my uh, philosophy in life. Yeah, we need to put that on a T-shirt and sell that when IWE comes back. Oh, I've got several T-shirts I want to sell. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, nah, it's just you know, you know, I tell you, I tell you, he's making a killing off of this is uh, the uh, the streaming services. Oh yeah, that's a definite. Uh, Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus. WWE Network, they're all making a ton of money. And and even Voodoo, uh, who actually... Voodoo and Amazon, all those that, that sell movies, they're making a killing off of this theater at home thing right now. Because all new releases that were coming out of the theater, if they wasn't pushed back, they released early on those platforms. And and, and and that and and with the movies coming straight to your home, that was eventually going to happen anyway. This oh, has kind of sped we, that situation up. We just accelerated it. Now there's talks that um, your your typical normal um, brick and mortar movie theater is probably going to go away. And if you don't have the at home, you you would have uh, the resurgence of drive-ins, right? Which would be pretty neat. Um, I think that would be pretty cool. Uh, we have the uh, big Mo over there in Carolina, um, the Moneta, and that that's pretty cool to experience. So that would be uh, it. Would actually be right in line with what we're going into because we're going back to sports, not having anybody in the arenas while they're performing, and, and you know, doing the games. Why not go back to drive-in movie theaters? Hell, why not go back to five cent? Uh, <laughs> Five cent candy and ten cent coke. Yeah, no kidding. Well, my question is, what do these movie theaters do with all this uh, thirty dollar popcorn money? <laughs> it had to go somewhere. Yeah, uh, apparently it didn't, <laughs> go to, it didn't go to where it needed to go because AMC is actually talking about shutting down completely. I think they yeah, had filing for bankruptcy, and then Regal's not too far behind. Yeah, one of these movie uh, chains are probably going to be smart and link up with Netflix or, you know, someone to uh, where where you have the stream at home. You know, the movie, the brand new movie. I mean, that's yeah. just a. I mean, it makes sense. But well, if yeah. they were smart, like like Regal or AMC, they would uh, work out deals with the production companies and the movie studios. 
they would have their own online streaming service where they could offer these movies up for like a rental fee. You pay this much, you could watch this movie, uh, and it could be around the same price of a movie ticket uh, or a little bit more considering that, you know, you're not buying popcorn and drinks from them outright, which is how they paid their staff and how they paid their rent, basically, and their utilities. So they could actually make money off of that and utilize it to get more of the movie studios and more of the blockbuster movies to present to the online uh, audience. That would be a smart way to do it. That would be the future of it, uh, in my personal opinion, to have your at-home movie and you could still do it like from Regal or from uh, AMC or whoever. Yeah, I mean they're gonna have to. I mean they're definitely gonna think of something. But you know, you know, God forbid, God forbid, if we can think of it, they should be able to. You would hope. Well, uh, I, my hope is that somebody didn't listen to this and all of a sudden take that idea and run with it because uh, this uh, idea is is solely Josh Fields's uh, intellectual property, <laughs> and, I, and I will sue every one of you. It's on the internet, so it's, it's under the <laughs> copyright act. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I feel the Vince McMahon voice in my head, but uh, but yeah, no, that's all I got, man. I appreciate you letting me come on and shooting the breeze with you, and I I needed to do something because I was literally going insane at the house. Well, most but, definitely. I mean, uh, and this is what this platform is all about. I do throw my opinions out and everything, but it, it sparks up conversation, it sparks up interest, and and you know we just go into this mode and just talk and. You know, once you're done, you you feel a little bit better. You, I, I don't know if you've had a little bit of fun or not. I don't know if you've had a little bit of a rant, a rave like I have. Um, but you know, in, in the end, this is what this is all about. Um, and I found that, that doing podcasts and and just you know being able to talk and enjoy it, it, it it's a release. It's fun to do, and it, it takes away from what we got going on right now. Yeah, and my just voice to anybody that's listening to this, and I think most of your the people that listen to this podcast are, you know, just be smart, don't be stupid, and let's get this thing over with so we can go back to our lives. <laughs> Agreed on that. Well, Josh, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Anytime you want, let me know. You're more than welcome to come back on, and, and we can shoot some more, man. Definitely. All right, buddy. I appreciate you having me. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, it has been another edition of the Chris Dickens Experience. Join me next week. Another guest host will be here to throw out some more subjects, and I'll give my personal opinions on it. We'll shoot back and forth. But until then, we'll catch you on the next episode.